So, good morning, people. So, do you want to stand to your feet? We're going to worship our God. I was listening to something yesterday, and this person was saying that worship, we worship something because we enjoy it. We worship because we love something. And that is what we're doing with our God this morning. We are enjoying Him. So focus, that, that's, who we're, that's who we're focusing on. That's who we're singing to. That's who we're singing with today. He's with you. He's singing as well. He loves our praises and He joins in. So we're going to worship our God. You've got two hands when you put them together. There we go. That's Church Alive. presence thinking of the good things you have done waiting here patiently just to hear your still small voice again holy righteous faithful to the end savior healer redeemer and friend i will worship you for I worship you for who you are. I will worship you for who you are, Jesus. Standing here in your presence, thinking of the good things you have done. Just to hear your still small voice again Holy, righteous, faithful to the end Saviour, healer, redeemer and friend I will worship you for who you are I will worship you for who you are I will worship you for who Your promise sure. 
Father, we thank you this morning. You're an awesome God. A God who is faithful, who is full of mercy and compassion and limitless kindness. Lord, I thank you that your kindness smashes through every thought of insecurity and every sense of despair. That, you, Lord, you lift us up and you set us on a rock, Christ Jesus. That, Lord, we can come boldly into your presence. Boldly to the throne of grace. Boldly to find help. To praise you, to worship you, to exalt you. Father, thank you for where you've placed us. Father, thank you where you've positioned us. Lord, it's nothing to do with what we've done. But it's all to do with what you've done, Jesus. So, Jesus, we thank you for your death your resurrection, your life eternal. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Great to see you this morning. Give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat. And welcome to church on this Anzac weekend. It's wonderful to see you. Wasn't that a good song? You can talk to me, you know, church. I expect, yes, it was a great song. It was very, very good. Thank you. Well, today, Anzac weekend, we have youth away on camp. They're having a wonderful time, youth and intermediates. Pastor Sheridan and Jan are away having a break. They'll be back this evening. And church, I'd like to put your hands together as we welcome Anna and Nam this morning. We'll hear about the wonderful things that are happening in Vietnam and around the world through their ministry. So that's very, very good. Well, if you're a visitor, if this is your first and second time with us, we'd like to give you the opportunity to get one of these white packs as you leave the auditorium this morning. As you go through the doors on your right-hand side, you'll see one of these. We'd love you to get this. Fill it in. There's some really nice goodies in there. There's a coffee card. There's even some yummies. So, um, in fact, if you'd like one, if you're a visitor, come and grab this one from me. I'd love to meet you this morning. That would be very, very cool. Well, who's had a birthday or wedding anniversary of the last week? No birthdays. I don't believe it. No wedding anniversaries. Who would like some chocolate? Okay. Let's go and do it, John. Let's go and give away some chocolate. You can give away the whole lot today. Sheridan's not here. He won't mind. Give away all the chocolate. But just don't tell him. No, you can. I'm not worried. Give it all away. And we'll have 
a wonderful time munching on chocolate. Well, if your children are with you this morning, there's a movie running in the downstairs cafe, so they're welcome to watch that. A few highlights to bring to your attention. Tithe receipts are available on the right-hand side of the auditorium as you leave this morning. So thank you for your giving over 2015 and 16. On behalf of the leadership, <clears throat> we are truly grateful for your contribution to make uh, activate the great place it is in our missions and the work that we do. As I said, Pastor Sheridan and Jam will be back this evening. We have men's breakfast on the 7th of May. It's going to be a fantastic breakfast, 7 a.m., we're going to be having pancakes and talking about men's issues. It's going to be good. On the 14th of May, we have Shane Willard with us, so that's going to be a wonderful thing. But church, who has been to a 6 p.m. service in the last two months? Fantastic. There's a lot of you that haven't been. Can I encourage you to come to this evening? This evening we have Daz Shettle. He's the guy that's speaking with our youth He's a comedian, I believe. He's an evangelist. He is passionate about his faith. And I would love to see you there tonight. So why don't you give your neighbor a high five and say, I'll see you there. I can really feel the enthusiasm in the room. It is absolutely amazing. See you there, church. I'm looking forward to it. Next Sunday, we have Activate DNA. If you're new to the life of the church and would like to find out more about what happens in Activate Church. Come along to that. It'll be a wonderful time. I was talking to Desna this morning. She went to and she was saying, I went to that class a few months ago. It was such an insight to how church works and the structure of our church in light of the movement was very insightful. So I thought, very, very good. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Sally. Let's give her a hand as she comes. <laughs> Sally is going to read Psalm 46 to us. Thank you. This morning's reading comes from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth mounts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Thank you for your word.
I love that psalm. Begins with the words, God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Has anyone in this place this morning ever ever had any times of trouble? And, And who knows that we have to I think there's a certain a certain time uh, when we're in trouble is, is to, to just to be still and like the word said, be still and know that He is God. So I don't I want to invite you this morning to stand to your feet as we continue to worship uh, with that in mind, to be still and know that He is God because He is good and He desires the best for His children. So Lord, we lift you up this morning. At the cross, at the cross, 
Thank you, Lord, you sent your word and healed all these diseases. Father, in your presence, at the name of Jesus, every disease must go, Lord. Every sickness must flee according to the power of your word, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word, that it's alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Church, I want to give you an opportunity now that if you have a need of healing, maybe you're struggling with fear, my whatever it might be, feel free to come to the front as we continue to sing this quietly. Just love to stand with you and others stand with you in prayer as we pray and believe for God's breakthrough. So feel free to come. Jesus. 
Thank you for your presence, Lord. Father, I'm reminded of what the psalmist said. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the fullness of living in your presence forever. Father, I thank you for the fullness of your presence. We thank you for the joy of your presence. We thank you that, Lord, there is wholeness, there is righteousness, there is peace. Lord, there's the atmosphere of heaven presence, Lord. Father, thank you that your presence dwells within each one of us, Lord. And your presence is here amongst us, oh God. It's tangible, it's real, it's life-changing. Father, thank you that we are seated with you in heavenly places. We are positioned with you just as though we've never sinned. We're righteous before you just as though we've never, ever sinned at all all because of the precious blood of Jesus Father I thank you as far as the east is from the west you've separated us from our sins Lord it's like you've forgotten that you've even forgiven us that we stand in your presence spotless so therefore we can boldly come and enjoy you forever knowing that you're with us and promise never to leave us nor forsake us. 
What an awesome God you are, Lord. You're mighty to be praised. Yeah, let's praise and put our hands together. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. You are worthy of all praise and all honour. Worthy of all glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may take a seat. I must tell you this, church. This is hilarious. God's got a great sense of humour. Do you know that? He really is. He's the funniest person I know. And I, he truly is. I, was, um, I went down to Tamranui on Thursday to do some work there with some churches, or a church and a trust, which was all good. And Wendy and I decided that we would beat over in Ohopi and have a couple of nights there. So she's still there, which we, we did. And I was driving from Tamranui over uh, through National Park to um, Ohopi. So it's about four hours. It's quite a drive. And I was listening to this podcast, and this person was saying, you know, God loves us. He, he loves you. He loves you so, so much. And I said, yes, of course you do, Lord. I know you love me. And then I looked up on this big range. And just as I came around the corner listening to those words, here was this quarry in the middle of this range. I'll show it to you one day. And it was in the shape of a love heart. How about that? Just driving around the corner... And God said he loves me. And there's this big shape of a love heart that's been quarried out in a mountain. And I took some photos of it to show you. So I thought, thank you, Jesus. That's the way he feels about each and every one of us. He is so, so good. Well, church, it's my pleasure to introduce this morning Nam and Anna. They've been with um, us for um, 17 years. They've been married for 15 and based in Vietnam. So let's put our hands together as Nam comes and shares with us this morning. Bless you, Nam. Good morning, church. Uh, it's, uh, honor, it's an honor for me to be back here and uh, share what God is doing in my life and through my life. Um, I heard uh, Pastor Sharon talk about I think this month or next month is the mission, is about mission. And so um, I just want to take some moment to share with you about how God's grace is upon me and God used different people to impact me and use me to impact other people. God is on the mission and he wants us to be part of that mission too. Um, as you know that, um, okay, uh, I'm, I'm Nam, I come from Vietnam, so Nam, Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> um, I was born in a Buddhist family. Uh, my hometown is the, the most conservative town in Vietnam. Uh, everywhere you go, you see altars, pagoda, everywhere. People worship in the house. They have big altars, ancestor, to worship ancestor and Buddha. Even in my my family house at the big altars. Um, so become a Christian is a big deal. And so when I went to uh, college in Saigon, a different city, um, my family are poor, so they didn't support me uh, financially, so I have to earn um, my own living and pay for my school fee and houses. And, I mean, you know it. Um, so I worry. I'm anxious about life. I don't know where to get money to pay for my school. I don't know where to get money to pay for my food. 
Uh, and so at that time, I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep at night. Maybe I sleep maybe two, three hours a day. Um, so I, I was really thin. Um, so one day I exercised in the park and I met a group of American um, students. And so they joined in and we played sport and afterwards we went out and have coffee. And so they shared with me about Jesus, the, the gospel, and I told them, I said, you know, you, you are Christian, I'm Buddhist. Jesus teaches to do a good thing. Buddha teaches you to do a good thing. All good. All religion are good. That's what I believe. Um, and so they gave me a Bible and said, you know, if you have time, uh, read it. Um, so, and then we spent uh, the next 10 days hanging out together, go to places. And I watched these people. I see, oh, something really interesting about these people. And so one night I couldn't sleep, as usual. Uh, I opened the Bible that they gave me, a Gideon Bible, you know, half Vietnamese, half English. And so I just randomly opened the Bible. Uh, and it's Matthew 6, when Jesus talked about anxious. And, you know, he talked about the, the bird, he talked about the, the flowers, and he compare us, people, how much he care about us. And he say one thing that uh, it just struck me, it struck me, is that which of you, by worrying, add an hour to your life? And I said, no. It will shorten your life, not add it to your life. Um, and I said, wow, this Jesus, this man, he's very intelligent. He's very wise that he says something that I cannot deny because I was brought up in communist, you know, education. You deny everything. You can deny everything. <laughs> but I can't deny him. And so I, I thought about it and that's God. And he said, God care about you, you know. And so I closed the Bible, closed my eye, and I sleep. The best sleep I ever had. The next morning I went to school. And my friend looked at me and said, wow, you look very fresh. You look very happy. Is any relative from America send you money? I said, no, <laughs> because they know that I'm poor. So they said, oh, this must be somebody, you know, send you money. I said, no. Uh, so I thought, oh, maybe that is, maybe the book. And so that night I came home, 8 o'clock, opened the Bible, read it. Two hours later, sleep. The next day, the same. Reads for an hour, sleep. And it, I mean, I have tried and tried. People tell me ways of getting sleep. All fell. And the more that I read the Bible, the, know, the more I know that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And he is Jesus. So I accept, accepted the Lord. And God changed my life. At that time, my goal is to make as much money as I can because I came from a poor family and I want to be rich. But when God changed my life, my perspective about life are different. And so 
after I graduated from university, I have a ministry with students because I want to help students, the people that like me before, so that they can have a new life in Christ. Um, for a couple of years, I doing that, and at the same time, Anna asked me to join uh, her organization, and I say no, no, no. I have um, my own ministry, and so. Um, one day, we went to uh, a conference that um, in in China, and with Anna, and I just you know go along as a, a spouse, you know, um, and then I hear the speaker talking about worldview, about the cent centrality of the church, um, about you know he, he one of the thing two things that struck me is that idea had consequences. What you believe will affect what you behave. If you believe that you are not important, then you don't need to try. You don't need to change. You don't want to change because you're not important. Um, if you believe that women or girls have no values, then you will not educate, you will not educate or send your daughter to school. And so, and then the second thing is that the centrality of the church. God will use his church to displace his wisdom, his power, his love. And when I listened to the speaker, I said, yes, this is it. This, the, this message, the Vietnam needs this message. And I said, I commit to God. I said, God, I want to commit my life to this. And so I went back and joined uh, with Anna to work with the organization. And we started a program in Vietnam in 2004. We called TCT, Truth Centers Transformation. Basically, we teach churches to reach out to the community, to love their community with action, using what they have. We, we teach people that God loves us, and he wants us to show his love to other people. We teach people that God cares about all areas of life, not just spiritual, but all areas of life, physical, spiritual, social, and mental. And so we encourage them and challenge them to go out and show God's love. And the goal of that program that we started is to, to glorify God. We want God's name to glorify in the communities. You know, in Vietnam, everywhere we go, people look down on the God of the Christian because they think, they, they believe that the God of the Christian has no power because he didn't care about his people. His people are poor. The poorest people in the community usually are Christian. And so people just look down on the, on the Christian, on the God of the Christian. And so when the Christian go and share the gospel to these people, you know, to the community, they say, why we do believe, why, why we believe in you? Look at your life is terrible. How can we believe you? So the that the message of the gospel lost because 
people of Christian live in absolute poverty. And we want God's name to glorify. We want the second goal, we want the church to strengthen. Um, you know, I, I met many pastors. They don't know that there's an Old Testament. They believe that Jesus came um, 2,000 years ago and found Christianity. It's like Buddha. Um, so they don't know. They don't know about baptism. And so we want to help the church, to strengthen the church so that they can become, to reveal the glory of God, the power of God. Um, and the, the third one is pop, um, community move out of poverty. We want to see people become better and better. We want, you know, in, in Vietnam, most of the uh, people live in the, in the countryside. They have three months that no food. No, three months. And so we want to change that. And so we, we, um, we uh, created a program and trained the church so that they can go out and change the reality, that reality. Um, and by the grace of God, we see hundreds and hundreds of community move out of poverty. Not only they have enough food to eat, but they have more and share with others' communities. Not only uh, they, you know, before, okay, before they um, were persecuted by the government, now the government come and ask for advice if they want to do anything in the community because the government acknowledged that there's wisdom in the church. Um, now people get together in the church, they actually listen to the pastor. <laughs> Before they just gather and play with their children or ignore what the, the pastor said. Um, and so we see that God transformed their communities. Um, and the more that I see how God's work, the more I commit my life to this because God had used a group of young American students to impact my life and now he used my life to impact others, people. And the program that we started in Vietnam now running in 12 countries around the world, in, in Africa, in um, Asia, um, you know, and I will share with you uh, a little bit about that. And so uh, I just want to take a moment to show you a, a, a video about our work in Vietnam that filmed by our partner uh, from America uh, to help you to understand what is it and what is the impact of this program. Thông thì đồng bào Mông ở trên đồng cao thì không có một tín đồ người kinh hoặc là người gì lên truyền lên truyền giáo cả, mà không có một cái gì để mà biết Chúa cả. Thông thì đột nhiên lại nghe cái này SBC nghe về nguồn sống thì nói về Chúa thì từ năm chín năm tám mươi chín năm một nghìn chín trăm tám mươi chín thì tôi nghe được rồi thì tự tự nhiên tự túc bỏ cái bàn thờ cúng rồi thì tìm hiểu dần dần để tin Chúa. 
When I first listened to the message, I gave up my old life. But when I traveled to Hanoi and was baptized, I was truly given a new life. I was very eager to learn the way of God. So whenever I heard of pastoral trainings happening in Hanoi, I would go there to learn. And I saw the need of spreading the good news to my community. At that time, it was illegal for an ethnic minority person like me to learn the gospel. So I had to carry tools and pretend I was traveling for work or going to buy animals. Later, when I received holistic ministry training, I learned that it was very important to not just care for the people in my church, but for all the people in the community I live in. So I changed the direction of my church's efforts. Around here, people could only travel by foot. It was very difficult and very slow. But now we have built roads, so people can travel by motorbike. It's convenient for the church members, but also for the whole community. Even the tribes who have not yet heard and believed, because we also built a road right up to the mountain. When I spoke to my congregation in the church service, I told them, the Lord tells us we are the light of the world, and the light must be turned on so everyone can see. We turn on our light through our goodness in serving the community. Right now, if we go to share the word with new families in different tribes, they will not accept it. But if they see our good works, like building roads, they will be attracted to coming to know the Lord. Before, we only took care of church members and dealt with spiritual matters. The people outside knew very little about the church, so we had no good influence. But now we have activities in the community, like building toilets and buying clothes for the poor. They see that we practice what the Lord teaches us. So they praise the church, and through that, our Lord can be praised. It's not easy for the Hmong people to share the gospel with the Thais people or other tribes. But God put in my heart that through us practicing holistic ministry, they will see the goodness of our Father. So we serve the community first, and then when we get opportunities to celebrate, like Christmas or Easter, we can invite non-Christians to come, and we can share with them God's love. As the church has done building the road and other things for the community, has relationship with the government improved? We used to have to go and learn the Bible in secret, but now we can be more open about it. The government sees the good work the church is doing, and they praise the church. The province leaders even give pastors certificates of praise. I was awarded the title of best citizen in the province. <laughs> They are pleased because we have 700 members and none of them are drug addicts or drunks. They all try and be good caring citizens. In Vietnam it's very difficult to get permission to expand a church. But when I applied recently to our local government to expand our church, they accepted it right away and said that they see our church as a good thing. Jesus has the power to save everyone. By our own strength we cannot do it, but when we belong to Christ, through Christ we can do it. Christ saved me already, and has put it in my heart that everyone will be saved through Christ. Okay.
that's always a little hard to follow Pastor Chum. He says things so well, uh, but I will, <laughs> briefly. Uh, so uh, that program that we started in Vietnam, as Nam mentioned, is now in 12 different countries. We've expanded into Africa, and we're seeing God multiply it. At the same time, about three years ago, God... Um, put it on our hearts, and the organization we were with decided to split and become two different organizations, and they asked us to lead one of them. So we're now leading a separate organization called Reconciled World. And that organization uh, is similar in that it goes and it partners with churches and it works with them, but we deal with all sorts of different issues. So in this program that you saw uh, was rural poverty was the main issue that it deals with. But we also deal with issues like violence against women or um, the way that the uh, differently abled are treated. But you know, as we go in and as we deal with all these issues, it becomes a war. And you know, as I'm here today, I also want to appeal to you. (laughs) It's Anzac weekend. It's a weekend we remember uh, the sacrifices of others. But you know, a war doesn't just take those on the front lines, it takes everyone. It takes uh, the people that are staying at home, you know, as the people went off to war, I don't know about a lot about the world wars, but the woman had to go and start working because somebody needed to produce the food. Everybody had to sacrifice. Even the clothes that you were able to wear were a little bit different because everybody had to sacrifice to make the war possible. You know, right at the moment, we're out there and we're fighting, and we're fighting lies that the enemy has had ground over for years and years and years. We're going into places like Uganda. And in Uganda, there are areas where in order to find yourself a wife, you just find a 12 or 13-year-old girl and you rape her. And if you're successful, you're married. There's places that we're going into that are now considered the worst place in the world to be a woman. To prove yourself a man, you rape a woman. It's a Christian country. It's the DR Congo. We went in there and we started doing training. They had never, ever had a woman come to a training before because they'd never thought that a woman could learn something because women are just possessions. And we're going in and we're trying to bring God's truth into those areas. But, you know, as we do, we've also seen um, an uprise in in just little ways that we've seen Satan attacking us, sometimes big ways. We brought on a new staff member uh, just four months ago in um, Western Africa. And straight after we got him trained, and there was so much drama to getting him trained, straight after we got him trained, he comes from an area where his father is actually the king of that area. Uh, so he's a prince, anyway. So his father's the king of that area. And straight after we got him trained, while he was away at the training and trying to concentrate on that, terrorists went into his area. They destroyed everything. 60 people were killed and... Uh, 1,300 people of, of his family, what he considers his family, were misplaced. And it's everywhere. As we step forward, we're seeing battle after battle after battle after battle. Sometimes it's tiny things. It's computers that won't work. It's phones that get stolen. It's tiny things. And sometimes it's big things, like whole villages that are getting wiped out. So we um, come today, and we ask you to join us in prayer as you start to have that focus on missions. Because it takes all of us. We can go out on the front lines and we can battle for for women. We can battle for the differently able. We can battle for so many of these needs that are out there. But you know we're battling against principalities and powers. We're not battling against flesh and blood and we need you. And so um, in my few minutes I just want to say that. I want to say 
you know, guys, be praying for your missionaries. We need you. It's tough out there, and God is doing amazing things. We've seen, like Nam mentioned, hundreds of communities move out of poverty. We've seen God open doors in amazing ways. Uh, just we go into countries, we have very little in the way of relationships, and God opens the doors for us to work with hundreds, sometimes thousands of churches. Amazing things are happening. But uh, the, battle is, the battle is on. So um, if you do want to be praying for us, talk to Elska. She'll be surprised to hear that, but you tell her, and she'll get something organized. <laughs> I'll let her know. And just, yeah, just a reminder, guys, be praying for your missionaries. A reminder from Pastor Drum, be loving your community. It's what you can do in your own community as well. It's not just what's happening internationally. So blessings to you. I'm going to be brief because you've got a whole other service trying to find car parks soon. And, <laughs> and uh, pass back to Pastor Ray. Great. Isn't it, thank you so much, uh, Anna and Nam. Isn't it wonderful to see those stories of transformation taking place, roads being built and those exciting things? I trust that as you've come in this morning, you've received some cards. You no doubt have this one here with the air balloon on it. If you haven't taken the opportunity already, can I ask you, maybe... Um, before you go this morning, take the opportunity to fill this in and write a card out to one of our missionaries. It could even be to Anna and Nam here. In fact, I'm sure they'd love to receive a postcard from you, even if it was at the end of this uh, gathering this morning. That would be fantastic. Um, also, there are these cards, and these are very important, these cards here. These have the details of faith commitments. And so we're focusing on global missions over the next seven weeks. We began last week. And so we'll be focusing over eight weeks from last week. And uh, so we really want to invest our time, our prayers, and our financial resources into global missions. And I look at the legacy of this church over the last 20 plus years, where each year on average there's been raised over a quarter of a million dollars. And the accelerator that that becomes to see the work of the gospel spread is absolutely amazing. And then... There's this card here that I trust you've received this morning, which is some prayer points that we can join in praying for Anna and Nam. And so I'd really encourage you to take this home, put it on your fridge, put it somewhere where it's handy that you can pray for the items that they've listed here. But I just want to conclude with this, and I think it's very important that um, as a church, we take seriously the call to pray for one another, and we take seriously the call to invest our finances uh, into the purposes and into the kingdom of God. You don't have to look very far around the world to see um, where investments, particularly I look at with the, in Saudi Arabia and places like this, where when you look at what's happening with Islam around the world, the financial investment that goes into regions in Africa that you've mentioned, and you could tell us a lot more about this. I was listening to somebody who said in their village, it was quite a large village, there used to be only 40 mosques. Today, there are 400, this is a, in a city in um, Africa, and he said the finances that are pouring into this place are phenomenal. And so what villagers are finding, so if you want money, if you want a job, we'll give you money, we'll give you a job, but first you must come to the mosque. That's the reality. 
that our world is in today. Whether we like it or whether we don't, that's the truth of it. And so we have a responsibility as the church of Jesus Christ to pray. And there are wonderful testimonies of people all coming, you know, around the world, of people coming to Christ as the church stands up and prays and becomes the army that God is calling his church to be. But to be that army means we just can't be complacent. We just can't sit back in our chair and say, it's going to happen. Somebody else will do it. God is calling you to step up. God is calling you to stand in the gap. God is calling you to say, yes, here I am. Send me. I will be the one that prays. I will be the one that gives. I will even be the one that considers to go if that's what you want me to do, Lord. And so I want to thank you, Anna and Nam, for what you shared this morning and the call to pray. And so church, can I ask you to stand with me right now? And I would like us to, um, maybe Anna and Nam, you can come out here and, and uh, let's come down, why don't you come down the middle? And let's come into the around them church. Let's move from our aisles around them and uh, let's pray for them. So I'm going to start off and then I'm going to ask Owen and Marilyn to pray. And uh, that would be great. Father, we thank you for this wonderful couple, Lord, uh, Nam and Anna, Anna, Lord, as they stand here, Lord, they represent your church and the wonderful work that you're doing through Southeast Asia and Africa and India and other places. Father, we thank you for their testimonies. We thank you for the wonderful story we've just seen on video. And Father, I pray that your church would rise up in these places to be a mighty army, that Lord, we'd rise up as a mighty army, that Lord, all over the globe, your church would shine brightly, the glory of God, that, Lord, the gospel would be proclaimed, the good news of the kingdom would be spread far and wide, that, Lord, many would come to Christ, know Christ, many communities would be changed and transformed, that, Lord, your kingdom would be established and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father God, for the incredible work that you are doing, not just in one nation, but across this entire world. Thank you, Lord, for the promises that you have given Anna and Nam and the organization that they work with. And we know that you are the God who will resource every promise. You are the God of, of um, you know, the cattle on a thousand hills, Lord. You have the resources to, to put um, hands and feet and, and money and provision into every promise. And uh, Lord, we declare that as they step into your promises, that provision will come, that protection will follow. Lord, that you would stand about them and their team and every one of their people, Lord, and their families, Lord, and you'll, you'll set your angels about them and you would protect them and you would go before them and clear the way for your kingdom and your spirit and your goodness and your kindness, your transformation to come every place they set their feet in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for your courage. Thank you for your strength, Lord, that it enables people like Anna and Nam to go out and change a world, Lord. Thank you for the privilege it is to, to be Activate Church, Lord, and to support and partner with our missionaries, Lord. Lord, we lift them up to you, Lord. We pray and declare your covering, your peace, uh, Lord, that you would protect them, Lord. Lord, that your, your power would be evident and everything they put their hands to, Lord. We pray and declare your blessing, Lord. Father, I'm reminded of the words that Jesus said at the end of Matthew 28. Behold, I've been given all authority. Therefore, go 
and make disciples. And Father, I'm reminded of the authority that, Lord, you've placed within each one of us. I believe the Lord wants to encourage you, Anna and Nam, the authority that Jesus Christ has placed in you to go and to make declarations, to see the kingdom of God established in places where it hasn't been established, to equip and to mobilize churches and teams of churches and people to see the goodness of God be released. And God has given a portion of this authority to you. And so I want to encourage you to use it boldly and use it mightily in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. Let's give them a hand. Wonderful. Well, isn't that cool? Well, we're going to conclude with a song. What do you reckon, Marilyn? And oh, that'd be pretty cool. And as you do, can I encourage you to remember to collect your tithe receipts once again? Thank you for your giving. Can I encourage you to fill in a postcard? That would be great to do before you go, and I know our missionaries would love to receive that. You can place it in the red envelope uh, letterbox there or in the giving station. Also, this prayer card here to pray for um, Anna and Nam would be fantastic. And uh, So let's stay in church. I'm going to pray for our giving this morning. Uh, as we go, let's give purposely. Let's give in faith. Um, as we give into the purposes of God. So, Father, we thank you that, Lord, we can be in your house this morning. The privilege to praise you, the privilege to worship you, Lord, the privilege to sit under your word. And we thank you for Anna and Nam and the wonderful stories, Lord, and the wonderful work that is taking place throughout Southeast Asia, India, and Africa. We pray your protection, your grace upon them. And, Father, as we give this morning, I pray that, Lord, your blessing would be upon every giver. Lord, take these gifts and multiply them. Lord, we just don't give just because it's something we do, but, Lord, we give in faith, sowing into your kingdom, sowing into your purposes, that your name would be made famous and that the glory of your name would be spread far and wide. And everyone said, Amen. you for 